Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. It's time. Let's do this. Maximize your influence. Kurt Mortensen here. This is podcast 462. As we talk about Dunning-Kruger, Lake Wobegon, self-perception biases, some things. How do you persuade the people that think they're competent, but maybe they're not competent? Can you fall into this trap? I think we all do a little bit. So we're going to open our eyes and take a look at this and learn how to persuade, motivate, negotiate. In this crazy changing world, we have to adapt and persuade people how they want to be persuaded. That is the key. That is one of the biggest blunders. If you can just learn to persuade people how they want to be persuaded, to sell them how they want to be sold, to learn to read people, to learn to listen, to learn to ask questions. I mean, that's the secret, really. If you can ask more questions, be a better listener, take them down the right path, you're going to get less resistance. You're going to help them persuade themselves. And it's just going to feel right because you're persuading them with the right tools, tools that they like. Not the tools that you like. Not the old style closing skills. Like the example I use, trying to get a kiss after a bad date. <laughs> That's what a closing skill could be. When you get to the close, it should be done and done. Maybe a few questions, maybe a few objections. When your presentation's done right, that close is very simple. You might not even need it. They might already be closed. So hopefully everyone's having a good week. Getting more persuasion tools, achieving your goals, connecting with more people, getting more friends, more relationships. We know there's a direct correlation between your relationships, the people you know, and your success. So get to know more people. Everybody you meet can do business with you, know someone that can, can teach you something, can set you in the right direction. Even if you met the world's, what do you say, greatest <laughs> failure, find out what they did and do the opposite. So you can always learn, you can be connected, they know people that you don't know, so expand your network. That is Success Skill 101. In fact, remind me, we'll take a deeper dive into that later on or go to the archives at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Especially as we get into the Dunning-Kruger effect, some of these articles will pull the dust off that we've talked about before, but this is the question of the week. But first, some housekeeping. Know everything you need at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. You can get the link to Influence University, your free Persuasion IQ assessment, the books, the trainings, all of the above, all in one spot. You can also get the archives of past podcasts on that site. Also, let me know at Kurt, K-O-R-T at MaximizeYourInfluence.com with questions, comments, rude remarks, whatever you need, things you want to hear on the show, see on the show. Remember, we use your email or suggestion on the podcast. You get the gold version of InfluenceUniversity.com. Just saying, just put it out there. Always good to reward those that are participating. So let's get into the Persuasion Ninja. This was at, I'll just say it was Lowe's. It's a home improvement store. Huge, massive store. You know, the lumber, the cement. You know, you get brave with those home projects. And that's where you go for materials. Now, I mentioned in a previous podcast, I've been going to the smaller, more localized home improvement stores. The service is better. But sometimes you got to go to the big stores to get what you need. And this was one of those times went there. And 
Actually, the service had cranked up a little bit. A few people asked me if I needed something, which in the past has been rare. So maybe they're taking it up a notch. But I went to the cash register. I was met with someone with a big smile. Meeted, greeted, the whole bit. Cheerful, optimistic. Did you find everything you need? Can I help you? Went out of their way to get some plastic so you don't ruin your car. Things I didn't necessarily need, but helpful. Trying to do a few favors. Just seemed like a generally good, positive, optimistic person. And then, boom, <laughs> this was the great part. They needed a favor. Hey, can I get a favor from you? I mean, they've been nice, law of reciprocity. You ask for the favor. Most people are willing to do it, especially when people have been nice and helpful and went out of their way. Then they printed it out. The receipt was about <laughs> 20 feet long. I'm kidding, but it seems like they're getting longer and longer. And she put a smiley face in her name. Go to this website. Fill this out. Really help me out. We'll do this. This is how you do it. Underline this. Go here. Commit me to do it as soon as possible. Just easy yes questions. Foot in the door type things we've talked about. And of course, what's in it for me? I'm being helpful. And hey, a lot of people have been winning this $500 cash card just for trying it out. Just for doing it. So there's something in it for you. Just well done. Well thought out. Easy for me to say yes. So I'm going to give them the ninja. Which takes us to the listener email. Oh, boy. This is Sifo out of South Africa. Welcome. He says, Kurt, I've been hearing in the news about this Dunner-Kruger effect, mostly used with politicians. And I remember you talked about it in the past, but I looked it up, read about it, wondering what you think. Because I'm pretty sure it's not me, but other people have it. <laughs> okay. We got to be careful of that. I think we all have a little bit of this as we start to explain this. He says, thanks for the podcast. I'm using it for Springboard for success. All right, I love it. Thanks for the kind words. Let's go into that. Saifa goes on to ask, you know, how do you influence someone like this in the workplace? How do you deal with someone who's suffering from the Dunning-Kruger effect? So I'll put a couple links in. Again, a lot of people are doing this for politicians. You know, every party's pointing fingers. Oh, they're not smart enough. They aren't doing this. So basically, this was named after David Dunning. And then Justin Kruger, I think he was a grad student at the time. He was there. They were at Cornell and they observe people who are ignorant or unskilled in a given area. And these people believe they're much more competent than they actually are. Right. That's why 85% of high school seniors rate their driving skills as above average. If it's a skill we think we should have and don't know much about, we tend to rate our skills much higher than they actually are. Now, as a manager, leader, you expect to have good public speaking skills, good listening skills, good people skills, good analytical skills. You're going to rate yourself high. That's just what most people do. When I'm teaching persuasive presentations, I have a lot of upper management in there. We record the first video and I have them rate themselves. And I'm telling you, most of the time it's way too high. Sometimes they're way too low. No one gets it exactly right. That's just how we're programmed. That's how we are. 90% of people rate their people skills as above average. That's not true for the people you know. That's not true for you. Sure, you can get along with people that are like you, but that's not what true persuasion, motivation, leadership is. You have to learn how to persuade everybody. Basically, they're saying is people are pretty much unskilled in these areas and unaware of it. Is that we just have difficulties in recognizing our own incompetence. So part of it, we don't recognize it. Part of it, we don't want to admit it. Esteem, self-esteem has got to be part of this. So we'll... Putting up these links, look at some of these charts, it's pretty interesting that when you have no competence at all, your confidence goes way up. But as you start gaining that competence, your confidence actually goes down because you realize, huh, I don't know as much as I thought. 
You know, the people watching TV all day long, they think they know everything because they're not learning and growing. They're very low on the competent side, but they're very confident that they know what's going on, know what's happening, know how to do things. Now, what happens, it's kind of a smile-shaped curve. So when you know nothing, you're not competence. Now, competence is your knowledge, your intelligence, your ability. When you know nothing, you rank your confidence way high you could do it. How hard can it be? Have you ever climbed a rock wall, something like that? Yeah, really, how hard can it be? Snow skiing. The more you learn, the more you do it, you realize, oh, I'm not as good as I thought. And so your confidence goes down. But as you learn it, your confidence starts to go up in that smiling pattern. So basically, they're saying a little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Because when they increase in experience, and think about your personal development program. The more you learn, you grow. The more you realize you have a lot more to learn, a lot more things to fine-tune. So when we look at the studies here from Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, Colorado University, Psychology Today... We're going to look at laws of charisma, some of the studies there. So that goes back to my early mentor, Brian Tracy, Todd. I'm not sure where they got it. This is pretty standard in the training industry. I think it comes from adaptive learning, where they talk about the training, the unconscious incompetent, the conscious incompetence, the conscious competence, and then when you're really good, the unconscious competence. <laughs> but they're saying before you realize that you're incompetent, you think you are more competent because you think it's a skill you already have, or how hard can it be? Or again, it's cover up for low self-esteem. You don't want to admit in the workplace. Yeah, I don't know how to read a spreadsheet. Maybe something like that. So Dr. Dunning also wrote an article for the Pacific Standard. He says, we're all confident idiots. He says, the trouble with ignorance is that it feels so much like expertise. <laughs> Did you catch that? And he talked about, you know, some of these talk show hosts, the late night talk show hosts, where they go and they interview people on the streets and people pretend they know, they think they know, but they really don't know. And they really don't know as much as they think they know. He says, in many cases, incompetence does not leave people disoriented, perplexed, or cautious. Instead, the incompetent are often blessed with an inappropriate confidence buoyed by something that feels to them like knowledge. Again, this is the Dunning-Kruger effect. I love his quote, too. The American author William Feather wrote that being educated means being able to differentiate between what you know and what you don't. <laughs> So that's part of this article is to realize and open ourselves up. Yeah, that's part of who we are. He mentioned that there's a whole bunch of studies that he conducted and other people conducted confirm that people who don't know much about a given set of cognitive, technical, or social skills tend to grossly overestimate their prowess and performance. Again, here's another number I pulled out from my research. 92% of managers rate their managerial skills as above average. So here's an interesting example from his article. A professor at Washington University Law School, Dr. Kim, said, People tend to make inferences about the law based on what they know about more informal social norms. Meaning they look at social norms, they think they know, but they really don't know. So when it comes to understanding their rights, they're way off. So they talked to 300 people about a series of morally wrong workplace scenarios, we'll say. For example, a boy is fired for reporting that a coworker has been stealing from the company. Is that legal, not legal? People all over the map. People pretended to know more than they did. And they found out people thought they knew, said they knew, but they really didn't know the law and what was going on. Dr. Dunning goes on to say in this article, The way we traditionally conceive of ignorance as an absence of knowledge leads us to think of education as its natural antidote. But education can produce illusionary confidence. Because people are going to see what they want to see. Are they going to buy that their scores are low? Some people, depending on their personality, do not take it very well. The way you deliver it's part of that too. And then finally goes on to say, because it's so easy to judge the idiocy of others, 
right? You know that to be true. You may be sorely tempted to think that this doesn't apply to you, but the problem of unrecognized ignorance is one that visits us all, <laughs> okay? So basically this Dunning-Kruger effect is this bias we have that when people aren't very competent, they don't have very much knowledge or limited knowledge, given in a certain technical, social type arena, we overestimate how much we know, how good we are, especially when our competence level is way low. So get back to your question. By the way, that was the Geeky Scarly article. We're going to post that. Bottom line, how do you persuade this person that thinks they're the smartest person in the world, but they're actually kind of clueless? Now we see a couple of different aspects of this. There's the Peter Principle, where people are promoted one times too many, promoted to their incompetence. <laughs> That's part of this. There's the Wobe 